Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, welcome to the Junk Time AFL podcast for round two, 2020. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios and Rod Carter Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who is thrilled that football has returned to normal. It's Adam Rosenbachs. Oh, g'day, buddy. Uh, by return to normal, you mean Carlton giving up the first seven goals and then losing by point. Is that what you mean by return to normal? Just beautiful to watch. Oh, damn. Just some of the finest work. Mm. How can they not? I mean, you've had 12 weeks to think about shit. You did that in round one. Remember back in round one? Do you remember the halcyon days back in round one? Back in, God, we were, it was innocent times back in March, wasn't it? Bloody hell, we had toilet paper in the cupboard. Yeah, people were punching on at supermarkets. <laughs> they, they were good times, weren't they, back then? <laughs> yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, you could cough in the face of strangers and everybody's cool with it. Yeah, exactly. America wasn't on fire back in March. Just mm-hmm. little things like that back in the day. And then Carlton's had all that time to think about giving up the first five goals like they did to Richmond. And then what do they do? They back it up. They go, no, no, no. We are the most consistent team. You put us, we could be three months apart. We could be six months apart. We will do this every time. They gave up seven goals to Melbourne. They come back. They get within a point. I think we tied at one point. We probably should have fucking won it. And we didn't. And go fuck yourself, football. It was fucking beautiful to watch. Beautiful to watch. I I didn't see the fir- I didn't see the <laughs> first quarter, and then I just kind of saw online. Wait, I saw the scores, you didn't and I need was to. like, I was like, oh, this is beautiful stuff. Oh my god! And then to come back and get so close, but so far, how's um so Melbourne. Uh, you know, they celebrate, they, that's their first win for the season. They've got a new captain, Max Gorn. Uh, Fox Footy, have a chat to him at the um, edge of the ground at the end of the game. Sarah Jones is talking to him. The other 21 players go into the rooms and sing the song and don't wait for Gorny. Really? Yeah. Really? They, they forgot they, about him. They yeah. didn't have they to notice the six foot seven man <laughs> <laughs> standing on the boundary. Yeah, they just completely just went, fucking what a great win. Get everyone in the middle. Let's give them a shower. Get the Gatorade Bukaki happening. And they forgot about uh, the 250 centimetre Max Gorn. That's really interesting, actually, because they're usually quite big on the team walking in together. You know, sometimes a player will kind of walk ahead and they'll be like, hey, 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 come on back. Yeah. We've got to walk in as a group. Um, well, I guess when you are so not used to winning... Sure, sure. You don't know the protocols. Everyone's just like, do we, do we sing it now? Yeah. Who do we wait for? <laughs> just, your routine just goes go? out the window, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They haven't done it for so long. I called it too. I think it was last week. Did I call it? I said that Max Gorn was going to shave the hair off before the uh, before you came back to play. They do call you the Oracle. Yeah, I called it. I mean, when it comes to yeah. footballers' hairstyles, I'm fucking... <laughs> uh, where's my, where's my column in the Herald Sun? Yeah, it, it should be coming. Where's my segment on uh, the Sunday footy show? So that was so fucking hard to watch. You just... Oh my, that's so fuck. Footy's frustrating, isn't it? Now, Depending where, on who you barrack for. Where did you watch it? Are you watching it at a pub or anything like that? 
Uh, no, I didn't go to a pub. I was at a, actually at a barbecue uh, mm-hmm. with uh, friends of the show, Limo and Paul Collegia. Mm-hmm. And, geez, they were just chipping away from the cheap seats. They yep. just... And there's nothing... When you're seven goals down, <laughs> they're just people fucking... They revel in my misery. So how were you... Did you think they were going to win it, though, in that last turn? I actually never thought that we were going to win. Yeah. I, I thought we would get close, and I was kind of in the back of my mind just going... Please just let us fluke it because we, we don't get fluky wins like that. We're always on the on the shit side of the ledger. And I just thought, let's just – it'd be great. It'd be funny. It'd be even funny if Melbourne lost, wouldn't it? Everyone would have laughed. But yeah. instead it had to be Carlton. Yeah, sure. I felt I felt watching the end of that last quarter and I felt mm. just the same way with the um, Sydney Essen game that uh, I really didn't get the feeling that either we're going to win. So I figured yeah. that Essen were going to win. I figured Melbourne were going to win. I didn't kind of get the feeling that it was going to happen. And, you know, Carlton did have to spend... They had to spend a lot of petrol tickets, mate, and not you just don't have that many petrol tickets these days. You know, it's, it, it's back to being expensive. They're, they're not cheap to get. Uh, do you think part of the problem for the Blues is that mm. Patrick Cripps is gone? G-O-N-E, mate. What, what, are you, what are you talking about? Gone. So he has the contract up until the end of 2021. Yeah, well, that's heaps of time, mate. That's 18 months away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's put the contract talks on hold. Meaning that he is a G O N E mate. Gone. <laughs> is he with Pickers? Would Pickers know? Is he is he with him, do you think? Uh look at no, I reckon if it was Pickers we would know about it because Pickers wouldn't have heard anything. He wouldn't have spoken a Cripper. Sure. They wouldn't have even got you wouldn't have even got this far as to we're putting it on hold. It would have been I don't even know what you're talking about, mate. Do do I really do I have Patrick Cripps in my books? Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like I feel like Pickers maybe uh and the hub analogy is actually not a bad uh, uh, thing for pickers. Like mm. he kind of has gone into a hub for the last decade, fifteen years. Yeah. And where players can't contact him, can't talk to him, he can't do anything. He doesn't even have a phone. Pickers. <laughs> People have to. Re- he has like a pager, and so he gets a message on the pager, <laughs> and he has to drive around looking for a phone box, and he has to. And he go. He doesn't call people's mobiles. It's too expensive from a from a phone box. He has to call landline. But so it makes it really difficult. I do find it a bit interesting though. They do already have him signed up for next year, mm. and they. I suppose they want to kind of you know extend the deal now by the fact that you know he's obviously you know the best thing going around the Blues. Yeah. But. I feel like next year as well. Like, are we going to have the you know that buddy year where we're just talking about fucking Patrick Cripps' contract for the whole year? Well, how how would it have come about? Like, why? Who would have inquired about it? Because it probably maybe it was just a journo asking, and he's like, oh, I haven't even you know. It could have even been as simple of I haven't even thought about it because it's eighteen months away. You get through this year, and then you go to next year. Like, if he said it next year, you'd be like, Ugh, this is uh this is not good. I mean, I'm yeah, calling it now. I'm calling it now. The thing is, when he was back in WA, he's like hundreds of kilometres north of Perth. So yeah. he was on a farm near the water. It's not like that's where he's going to go back to. <laughs> he's not going to commute seven hours a day to play for the <laughs> West Coast Eagles. And fucking how big is the West Coast Eagles salary cap? They just got Tim Kelly. I know, and I know, for sure, for sure. But uh, but no, he's gone. And uh, Carlton's um, <laughs> going to go off the edge of the cliff. Hey, yeah. our Patreon, Adam. Patreon. Thanks to everyone who subscribed to our Patreon. We really do appreciate it. You've uh, you've kept us going through these tough times. We do love you guys. If you want to subscribe, you can do so. Patreon.com slash JunktimeAFLPod. You can be whatever level you want to be. You can be $1, $2, $5, $10. We love you like a brother, no matter what you subscribe to us as. <laughs> and so we had a shootout. Uh, on, on the showcase night, when the AFL were like, hey, it's coming back. 
Thursday night. How footy. much did they pump up this game? Collingwood yeah, yeah. Richmond, the two powerhouses. It's going to be one of the best games you've ever seen. Put it on a Thursday. I think the ratings were incredible. I think they were. I think they did about. I think they did about six hundred thousand in Melbourne alone, and I think I think all up is about one point five, maybe a little bit more. Which is the, enormous. The nation, yeah. I think they said it was the highest rating home and away game for about ten years. I think is that right? Yeah. And then when you saw like the first quarter was some of the most deplorable skills you've ever seen. So obviously they, you know, had been a little bit rusty, hadn't trained a lot. Mm. It was quite uh, cold in Melbourne on uh, Thursday night, so it would have been very dewy. But when you see Dustin Martin miss a 20-metre target, you're like, oh, this is going to be shit. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I figure it probably he's been a bit rough on them by the fact they can only really do skills training and a little bit of contact work in the last few weeks. Apparently, they're only allowed one session where they can all, like an all-in session, once a week. Okay. And so that really limits amount. Otherwise, they're in groups of 10, which doesn't make sense because you're either together or you're not. Yeah. I mean, dude, this fucking season has so many fucking caveats to it. Like, it's all well, over the four shop. Players, four players have already been suspended. So we got Ollie Wines got suspended because he invited, he did an interview with Channel 7 on his fucking veranda. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. if he had done that over the fence, I think he would have been okay. Yeah, so I think they say you meant to do it at the club or you meant to do it over Zoom or whatever. Yeah, um, right. And, he, and they go, you should know the rules and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and, and I'm sure they kind of kept their social distancing and stuff. But if you do know the rules, like, yeah, and I, I'm telling you, like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen more and more, but yeah. it's going to get more uh, controversial. Like, it's going to be, you know, he had 12 people over and, you know, yeah. someone jumped out of a cake. Like, it's going to eventually become <laughs> that. <laughs> well, I hope no one eats that cake. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And I think the two Melbourne players who got suspended, I think they had been in an Uber, and you're not allowed to do that. Yep, yep. So the, the uh, AFL would say, we prefer you drink drive, because at least then you're not going to get COVID. Yeah, so it's Pickett and Spargo. Now, I'm yes. trying to work out, Spargo got two weeks and Pickett got one, but I can't find out why, why Spargo got two. I think because he might have orchestrated it and uh, okay. Pickett went along with it. Yeah, absolutely. When you call the Uber, mate, you know you're fucking. You know there's trouble brewing. Fuck, man. That's why I always have a burner phone on me, just so I can have <laughs> have the Uber account on the other phone, just so I don't get caught by the AFL Black Ops. Mate, you're you're smart. You're a smart, man. <laughs> but uh, they've they've actually said today the AFL has come out and said today that the players are allowed to play golf now and they can go surfing, which I think was a big deal for the players in the hubs because West Coast and Fremantle they're away from home. They'd be cooped up inside those shitty hotel rooms all day. That's not fair. So no. at least now they can go out and play golf at uh, King Tut's putt putt. Oh, dude, fucking what a dream. That'd be awesome. Exactly. Yeah. Seventy two holes. King Tut's putt putt. That's amazing. Yeah. Of course, I didn't think about that. I yeah. mean, they complain about the hubs, but they think about uh, where are you going uh, to one of Australia's fucking landmarks, uh, King yeah. Tut's Papa, with a yeah. statue of King Tut out the front, which I think has since been torn down. <laughs> 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 um, but I think they talked last week or the week before when Frio mm. dudes went to the hub and they loaded yep. up the van. Yes, and, they did. Yeah. And they said that they put all their surfboards and their golf clubs in there. And they're yeah. like, oh, why are you Well, you say, hang on, you say golf clubs, they put all their putters in there. Yeah, oh, yeah of course, sorry, yeah. <laughs> they just sent 45 putters across the country. So they were planning ahead. Like, they all, they're they all thinking, like, eventually this will get eased and we can, you know, hit the yeah. waves and hit the, hit, the, hit the mini golf course. So are you allowed to say, like, if you were a player, you, you're a West Australian player, so you're going to have a jet ski. Are you allowed to head out on the jet ski? That's actually a good question, yeah. I mean, yeah. These, these are the questions Gil refuses to answer. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, that was a question without notice. But, but I, I still like the idea of what, what you're planning to do. Like, you go, okay, okay. Well, okay. While in the hub, marijuana yeah. may be made legal. <laughs> so I, I, better, I better bring my yeah, ceramic yeah. bongs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and what if I am suspended? Does that mean I can take, because I went to the Asada website, uh, website I am allowed heroin in a non-performing time. So <laughs> I have loaded up on syringes and spoons, Gil, is this okay? Yeah, sure. If we have another breakout after round mm. three and we get the season postponed for a little bit longer, I yeah. mean, it'd be remiss of me not to get on <laughs> Chase That Dragon. <laughs> As we all love. So, yeah, that was an interesting game on Thursday night. Fucking 36 apiece. Jesus, that's... Because Collingwood kicked the first four. I was watching it. Like, with real, real ease. And you're like, oh, they were going to run away with this. This yeah. is, you know, this is going to be unbelievable. Another, what is it, 2018 prelim final all over again. And then the Tigers just shut him down, mate, and they came back. And uh, once again, Jack Higgins, uh, dirty cheater. You reckon? Dirty cheater? Dirty cheater. He That was so far. I mean, he almost uh, slipped on a, on a seat. He, got, he took that so far. He got the all clear from the AFL today. So they really? Sh- really? Yeah, they, they, gave, they gave their own review system a tick of approval. I know, but they did show a, fr- a freeze frame from the arc. Yeah. Um, I mean, fuck I mean, I Why didn't like they show that on the coverage, that freeze frame? Why did they... Is this the Pruder fucking film that they find is... Uh, you know, they can Photoshop that. They just move him forward a bit and go, oh, mate, he's well in the ground. That's true. That's you, a good point, yeah. If you um, have a look, the, the, the goalpost is bent where they've done a really shitty Photoshop job. Yeah, sure. They, but they, it, it appears to be that it was on the line or, you know, not over the line, um, the ball itself. But, I mean, you got to think about Chris, though, too. I mean, you think about the players who have been, mm. you know, a bit rusty with skills and maybe things aren't yeah. up to scratch. But you got to think about Chris, though, too, going back into that high-pressure job. Sitting there in the arc. He's probably been sitting there for the last two months, three months. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Does Chriso do arc as well as MRO? Well, no, Chriso's in the arc. Is he? Well, is he the boss of the arc? Well, he's doing he's doing match review kind of from oh, the arc. Oh, yeah, as it, so, as it sort of happens. Well, everything's kind of funneled through the arc. Okay. And we've gone over this before. So the arc has the arc has the That's match right. re- the goal review. It yeah, has sorry. umpire training. It has yep. medical experts, <laughs> <laughs> and it's got. No, that's correct. Yeah, right, right. Chris, like it's fucking. It's a little fucking. Uh, <laughs> it's a hub. It's a biosphere <laughs> of the <laughs> AFL. Yeah, like, uh, sorry, I, I did forget the. Uh, everyone's the in there. The talk. It's got fucking you know uh, Gil's assistant calling up um, ministers of the government saying, "Hey, we've got an appeared. Can we get yep. him in? Like you know, things yep. are tough." Well, all right. So, so put it on Chris, who sits in the art. Clearly, he had had a couple of froths to only give Sean Burgoyne a $1,000 fine for absolutely burying Patrick Dangerfield's face in the Cadinia Park surface. What do you say to that, Michael Chandler? No, he got very lucky with that one, didn't he? Like, it was actually, when you watch it back, it's pretty brutal. Well, because Danger drops the ball so early and he just slings him for a good, what, two seconds? I reckon. I can't, I can't believe Danger wasn't knocked out from that, to be honest. No, no, you're right, you're right. Yeah, I think people said that maybe because he had an arm free... Um, yep. By the end of it, that he could have that kind of helped Bergwijn's case, but I'm like, yeah, shit, that was that's definitely that was a week in my book. Uh, so the Hawks, how about your boys though? Getting flogged? That was shit. great. Yeah, yeah. So after half time, they uh, I think they kicked one goal. I think yeah. that might have been it for the whole half. Um, scoreless in the last quarter. Yeah, they were kind of even, kind of to the first half, and then they they kind of I think the scoreline kind of uh, uh, made them look a bit better than that, what they were doing. Yeah. Um, and then they just went ah. Oh, I reckon we've been working hard for about an hour. Let's just have yeah. an hour off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because we've got a long drive back. Yeah, you don't want to yeah. be tired. I mean, the you travel got them, I think, in the end. Yeah, 
you do not want to uh, be tired because it says uh, drowsy drivers die. Uh huh. And they would have been aware of that. They're like, fuck, man, I've got an hour, hour 10, hour 15 perhaps in front of me. And you do that drive back from Geelong and you kind of mm. get to stages where like there are about eight lanes and you go like, oh, gee, do I do a turn off here? Do I turn off here? You get kind of confused. Oh, absolutely. So that, that stay sharp. That stay sharp. Oh, I would have said if you had driven uh, down the Princess Freeway from Geelong towards Melbourne on Friday night, I reckon there would have been at least nine Hawthorne players uh, in their parked cars having a nap. That's just, mm. they just don't want, you can't risk it. And of course, let's not forget the time difference, Adam. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because when you get to Geelong, it's yeah. 1950! Patreon.com slash pod. <laughs> hey, let's pump up the Gold Coast Suns. What no, the fuck is Can we just celebrate that joke I just made? Because <laughs> it's 1950 in Geelong. And then we'll get... Oh, We'll get to the showdown in a sec. You can have another. You can have another dip. How about those Gold Coast Suns? What a f- that was an unbelievable win against you know a powerhouse, the West Coast Eagles. And do you reckon it comes down to Michael? Question without notice. West Coast and Frio, both teams in the hub, both lost. Is it because of the uh, the away from home factor? Um, I reckon they could be part of that by the fact the uh, the change of the lifestyle that they didn't need. I mean, obviously the um, Eagles and the Frio guys have to go into the mm. hub and you know go to kind of play, haven't played golf, play it straight down the line, kind of mm. you know. But while the Goldie guys, Goldie oh, yeah. guys is like business as usual. So they're obviously oh. going to King Tut's putt putt. They're going down to um, the if, Wax Museum. The if Madden you're a Gold Coast Sun player, I'd just be doing burnouts in the car park of the RACV hotel where those two teams are playing. Just going. Hey, here's me out of my house, you fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, Pop sure. That. I'm sure they're showing up to Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum. I'm sure mm. they're showing up to the shooting range at the uh, Southern's yeah. Paradise Shopping Centre. Like, they're yeah. just doing what, it, what a normal Gold Coastian would do. How often do they add to the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum? Like, is there something they just go, oh, fuck, I can't believe that. They go straight <laughs> to the museum. Like, when was the last What edition? is the we qualifying level? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, if you find, like, a big yabby. Right, and you and your mates are like, "Fuck, that's a big yabby." Do you ring? Do you ring them and go? And they're like, "Oh, dude, that's not a yabby. You've never been in here, have you?" You know, sometimes like a mate will like show you like a bit of memorabilia, and you kind of think to yourself, "Fuck, that should be in a museum." Yeah. Like, what do you have to find on the streets of Queensland to be like, "Fuck, that should be in the Ripley's Believe It or Not A legitimate businessman on the Gold Coast. Oh, go straight into the museum, sir. You do not belong here. Uh, that's a very funny joke because he used the word legitimate, legitimate businessman on the Gold Coast. Mm, yes. Mate, it was better than 1950. Hey, um, but yeah, the Suns were amazing. And how good was Matt Rowell? Yeah, dude. He fucking dominated in his second game of footy. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. I mean, already a little bit of um Judd talk about him. Yes, people are saying, was it his... Judd's first game as good as Matty Rowell's second or vice versa. And, oh, uh, no. I mean, they, they, they said that he'll one day um, marry a weather girl who runs the mummy blog. Oh, that's cool. Because you do love, you love a good mummy <laughs> blog. Where do, you think, where do you think Matt Rowell will win? Which team will Matt Rowell win his Brownlow at? <laughs> that's a good question. Do you know where yeah. he is from, actually? Like, will he actually have a bit of the go-home factor? Uh... I don't know, but okay. So he and Noah Anderson played football together in Melbourne. So I think they're oh, in a from here, yeah, in the suburbs of Melbourne. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely. But I'm not I, like I was trying to think if it was Geelong Falcons, but I'm pretty sure he's a like a Melbourne suburban boy. So yeah, gotcha. 
hopefully not the eastern suburbs hopefully not out like you know sort of that just you know glen irisy mulvaney type shit sort of way hopefully inner north would be great and the uh the crows got pants man they were told you know when your coach comes out and says you played bruise free footy that's got to hurt like it can can you afterwards like how can he say that right rory sloan Spent pretty much the second half with a corky. Now, what is a fucking corky, Matthew Nix? It's a really bad bruise. So how dare you say that you're... T- you could say most of the team played bruise-free footy, but Rory Sloan, he's sitting on the bench. He's got ice on his fucking leg. He's fucking not bruise-free, mate. But I am I right here that I think it was the biggest showdown loss in history? Yeah, it was. And yeah. I, was, I was actually genuinely surprised by that. I yeah, thought yeah. there must have been a couple of blowouts along the way. But... Um, and that game was on, I think it was on half an hour later than... 1950! <laughs> um, I mean, but that... There's a half hour delay on that joke too. Let me think then. So if the uh, 98, so they're probably what, about 45, 46 showdowns in. Yes. Um, and yeah, and they always kind of have that thing where they're, you know, a tight contest, whether one team's up the top of the ladder, the other team is down the oh, bottom mate. Yeah. You know what they say? It doesn't matter where they are in the ladder. It's always a, it's always a tough game. But I actually dug too um, the prison bars. Yes, and guess what? The world didn't end. <laughs> it wasn't like the worst thing in the history of AFL football. Oh, every time I looked over at the tally, I did wonder why Collingwood were playing two games <laughs> in three days. I thought that's unfair. I did find that very funny. It was like, oh wait a second, wait. We woke up the next morning. Everything was fine. Yeah. Um, but also, uh, I appreciated the fans in the crowd for that game. Yes. And also in the Sydney ones too. Yeah, it was good, wasn't it? I think yeah. um, it's just kind of nice, even though they still played the uh, you know the, the audio over the top. Yeah. I think it was still good to have fans there. And even in Adelaide, I think they had drive-in, and they did a drive-in down at Dramana for the St Kilda uh, Bulldogs game last night. So it's good to get that fan interaction. I don't know, what do you think of the Mega Wall? Uh, I didn't mind it. Yeah, I didn't mind it at all. Actually, I'd actually be curious to go to a drive-in and just watch a game. Uh, I imagine it's the kind of thing where your team kicks the goal and you all toot the horn or flash the lights. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was a good, great win by the Saints, actually. Um, it was huge, wasn't it? Smashed them. Yeah. The dogs, um, I mean, it's only two weeks and there's a lot of you know, naysayers, people going, oh, they're under the pump, they're under the pump, whatever. Mm. But I won't, I won't get too excited about that yet. But I thought it was uh, quite cool of the Saints to kind of, you know, have a nice win. Yeah, and they, they kind of uh, deserved it. They actually played exceptionally well. But the two teams that I was very surprised at one, uh, not not so much Essendon, but uh, North Melbourne and Essendon sharing the same flight up to Sydney yesterday. So they had to get up at like, I think they were on like a maybe a 7 o'clock flight, something like that. Yeah, I read something about Essendon having to do like a 5 a.m. alarm call. So you think, right, so they played, their game started at about 3.30, I think. So it was around 3.30. So they they had that early flight, they had to get up early. And then Essendon, because uh, North Melbourne went straight out to the GWS ground out in the out of, in the west of Sydney. So they played and then had to kill time after the game. Whereas Essendon, when they got to Sydney, they went to like a hotel function room and just sat in that for like three hours before they could go to the SCG and start their warm-up, or even longer. Dude. How fucking... Because you know what it's like? You know when your boss goes, uh, if you're in a job, and they're like, oh, we want to fly up to Sydney and back in the one day, and you're like, that's fucking nightmare. Ah, uh, nightmare. Nightmare. You know, you've got to get up early. You're sitting at the fucking... 
airport. You can't sleep on the plane. Yeah. It's just shitty. You've had a couple of crap meals. I mean, some of us are up the front. We can handle it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember doing a festival in Perth uh, probably, I don't know, 10 years ago or whatever. Before um, you got banned. Yeah. <laughs> doing yeah. doing stand-up at a, at a music festival. So, 6 a.m. flight. Was that, a, was that r- not the Roddy Festival? No, no. It was another oh, one. Right. I can't remember the name. But it was, I think okay. they're linked with the... Um, I think they're linked with Falls Festival. Okay. Um, and so, you did the 6 a.m. flight out of Melbourne to Perth. Mm. And yep. then you got in the car for like five hours like to get to the, ven- to get to the gig. Jesus. And then you did the show, and then you got back in the car for five hours, and then did the midnight flight. You got the red eye back. Yeah, yeah. And so you literally did like <laughs> in twenty four hours, you'd gone from yeah. Melbourne back to back to Melbourne, and yeah. of that, let me think, uh, uh, eighteen hours of that was travel. <laughs> and how long was the stand up set? Do you reckon? Oh, like maybe twenty minutes? F- Ten, fifteen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was worth the hundred and fifty bucks you got paid. <laughs> I know that's the thing. It was like you know, was that really worth it? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they it would have been kind of tough, and everyone was sort of both times. Uh, it looked like GWS and Sydney might come back and pinch it, but you know, North and Essendon hung on. How do you reckon they would have gone being on the same flight? Like I know uh, Reese Shaw made a kind of thing about it, going, "Well, we don't want to be on with that team," but it was sort of like separated down the aisle each team it's not going to be a big deal is it? there's not going to be a punch on down the galley when they're waiting for the, the bathrooms is there do you think they do that though like i mean when i've booked a flight like mm. do you really get really get the choice of like okay i don't want to sit next to that person over there like how, how are they book in the flights is, is it a chartered plane by the afl yeah it is a chartered flight okay yeah, there's, so no, you, there's so no regular you, chumps so you literally have one side Essendon and one side north melbourne that's how they did it yeah that's a bit juvenile i think Really? You don't think? Oh, you don't think they should mix? Because what if they? No, I think I think one of the reasons that they might not have wanted to do it is because um, teams would be looking at vision, and so they didn't want the other team to have you know access over the shoulder kind of thing, and you know, even though they're not playing each other, but they yeah, go, oh, sure, I saw sure. that. Uh, but I saw the Woosher. <laughs> when you say vision, do you mean like watching Sky News after dark? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. <laughs> and the players are like, "What are you watching? That? What are you thinking? Oh, what are your yeah. political beliefs?" Yeah, that'd be a lot of that kind of chat. Hey, uh, Jeff came out um, during the week and said that maybe some teams should be relegated to the VFL. Jeff Kennett. Jeff Kennett has said something outlandish <laughs> and stupid. Come up with a ridiculous idea that will never happen. Well, it would never happen, and also because. Um, a lot of teams have uh, their own teams in the VFL. So what are you going to get relegated with your own side? Yeah, sure. So, so I reckon you might get back in the next year. And what, what happens? Your VFL reserves comes up? How does that work? Like, say Richmond last year won the VFL reserves and the, oh no, they won the VFL premiership. But the, yeah, does that mean their VFL reserves come up and say uh, the Gold Coast go down? But I think Jeff's take was not so much even like whoever wins the VFL. Is that more the take of, you know, if you're not financially solvent, that you go down? Yeah. But it wasn't necessarily, you know, whoever wins the flag goes up. Well, I'll tell you what, because if you aren't financially solvent, the one way to solve that is to go back to a uh, competition where they might get, you know, a thousand supporters at most on a weekend and you will fucking rake, because a lot of it's cash, Michael, so it's all off the books. So by the time you play a whole season, because most of these VFL sides, they're fucking rolling in it. They Uh keep it really low key. But you, you go in there and it's like, it's pretty fucking flash. It's like a lot of the uh, casinos in Vegas. It's just, but it's all paid for with cash. 
so you don't know about it. It's a funny take by Jeff, just by the fact you go, okay, okay, Jeff, if your team's on the firing line, and also the idea of like, uh, okay, I'm a player and I make, uh, you know, $900,000, yeah, and I get relegated to the VFL, mm. and my club is about annual turnover, about $30 million. Yeah. Oh, sure, let's take on this team that, uh, that uh, has to sell sausage rolls to get by. Yeah, and half their players uh, still have day jobs. I don't, I don't remember Jeff calling for relegation around 1996 <laughs> when there was talk of a certain team merging with Melbourne. But, no, you know, it could just be me. Too busy shutting down schools, mate. <laughs> um, Shall we wrap it up shortly, Adam? We've got some footballers in real life. We've got a bunch, actually. Yeah. It's been a very busy week. Obviously, not a, uh, well, quite a few ex-players out in, uh, out in public. Yeah, I think people are creeping out now, so we get more of a chance for the footballers in real life. Mm. Uh, if you want to chuck us a review on iTunes and also maybe tell a friend about how great this show is. Yeah, please do tell a friend because we're back up and running now. You know, the other ones were just, you know, we're, we're all just in a, in a bit of a holding pattern, just circling above. But, mate, we've landed. It's game on. And this is, you know, round two. There's still, mate, there's still another 20 weeks of this shit to go. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> I think we're going to make, we're going to record about 100 podcasts this year. Yeah. Uh, from Langy? Yeah. Uh, on the way home from work, in brackets, yes, I still have a job. Doing very well for myself. Well done. Uh, decided to take the back streets around the industrial area of Perth to avoid the traffic. Now, that's interesting because, you know, pandemic traffic, I don't know whether it's... This has been the best time to be on the roads, hasn't it? I reckon, yeah, for sure. Yeah. and Like, I'm loving it. You rarely get caught in traffic, you know. you can uh, People aren't spitting at you mm-hmm. as often. It's kind of nice. I wonder where the industrial area of Perth is. Uh, that's a question without notice. That's, that's I know a, that's probably a stretch yeah. for you to answer that straight away. <laughs> but uh, if you want to send in uh, where that area might be, yeah. I mean, if you had to ask me about the industrial uh, areas of um, Sydney, mate, I'd be fucking all over it. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, mascot, you, you just can't hit me with Perth like that, Michael. You know, you know, I love my town planning, but fuck, I just haven't got to Perth yet. Uh, decide to take the back streets around the industrial area of Perth to avoid the traffic. When who should I? Uh, who should be riding a rusty old bike up the wrong way, wrong side of the road? But none other than footy favourite Benny Cousins. Oh, there you go. The legend was still rocking the scraggly salt and pepper beard with holes in his shirt. Only hipster could love. Oh, there you go. It's good that he's getting around on a pushy. Let us move on. Do you think the holes in the shirt was a Hipster, Hipster thing? Choice? Yes, I do. Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> oh, Benny. Uh, from Lewis. Arrived at Marvel Stadium nice and early. So this is from um, just um, uh, State of Origin, kind of before the season started. Yeah, uh, Arrived at Marvel Stadium nice and early before the State of Origin game to get a feed before the AFLW between Collingwood and Melbourne. Was eating at the noodle place across from Great, to- Great to- Gate 2 when B- Brian Taylor walked in. Uh. And when I say walked in, he stormed and went right into the kitchen, hugging all the chefs along the way. Well, there you go, BT. Bloody man of the people. Isn't he? He collected his food and trotted out quickly, probably to get into his shot and call the game. We got a small high, um, like a hello, not like a yeah. <laughs> we got a we yeah. got high up. <laughs> well, you never know. They may have gotten a little, a little like rush. Contact a little high, yeah. Yeah, just endorphins. <laughs> we saw BT. Later on that night, after way too many frothies, uh, we found ourselves in Crown at 3am. Jeez, Crown at 3am. Jeez. That's early. Uh, after 10 minutes of unsuccessful chili? Yeah, I'm not sure about that. Chili. 
Yeah, uh, maybe chilling, yeah. We got up to leave when Marcus Bontepelli and Stephen Hill walked past. They had well, a group of boys following them, but they wouldn't give anyone time of day. I guess they just wanted to have place bet in peace. Good on them. Followed them for five minutes before retiring <laughs> to the blackjack tables as their athletic bodies were too agile for us. Oh, there you go. They, see, it was turned into a foot race. Couldn't keep up with uh, with Hilly and the Bont. So, yeah, they're hanging out, yeah. So, Bont would have been for Victoria and then I presume Stephen Hill would have been allies, yeah. I didn't even know. I would, I'm very surprised that Stephen Hill would have played for the allies because he's been injured so often. I didn't think that uh, he would have been risked. I'd have to look that up, yeah. I mean, I do yeah. I do log every State of Origin game. So, <laughs> Sorry. I have to get it checked out. Uh, from Leon... Do you know how to play black blackjack, by the way? Uh, that's just where you put it on a number, isn't it? And then they spin the little... Oh, hang on, blackjack, sorry. Oh, did you know... Blackjack's blackjack like is 21, right? Well, used to be until a certain casino made it that the house could get 22. What the fuck? So they've slightly made it uh, a little bit more weighted in their favour, which means that people who sit on those tables should just go... Oh, fuck off. I'm not playing this game anymore, but they are so addicted to gambling that they go, oh, I'll take... Okay, you can have 22 and still win. No, wait. So what casino? Crown. Really? House, house can get 22 That's... in a game called... 21. I'll tell you what, I've had my problems with casinos in the past, but that's the, <laughs> that's the final straw. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, but it's, but if if they hit twenty three, mate, who's the fucking winner then? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're good people. <laughs> they uh, are good people. From Leon and, and good food courts as well. You can get two dollar fish and chips. From Leon, uh, my spotted a few ex players recently due to the coronavirus pandemic. Several West Coast coaches have been spotted at my workplace. Uh, Nathan Van Burlo, Jordan Stairs, and Jamie Graham. My company has hired them to do talks and gym training on the site in the Pilbara. Oh, there you go. Being a free supporter, I want nothing to do with them, and I hate the gym. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think that bit's got nothing to do with being a free supporter. <laughs> this morning before work, we did a series of scratch, stretches with former docker Anthony Jones, who was wearing an Eagles high-vis outfit, which was hard to take. He <laughs> has chosen not to go to the Gold Coast, would rather be in the Pilbara with us. Huh. There you go. Have you ever been to the Pilbara? Uh, no, I think the f- oh, I'm trying to think of the highest I've gone in WA, uh, kind of Caratha, Port Hedland. Okay. Yeah. Oh, because you've toured out there, haven't you? Yeah. So Broome is higher than that, but we didn't go to Broome. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, from Adrian, quick Joe Watch. Yeah, because we mentioned Joe Watch last week. You know what I mm. find fascinating when we did um, well, fascinating is a strong word, but uh, <laughs> when we put up the highlights of our first episode from yep. after our 250th last week is that listening back to it within about three minutes we were hanging shit on Mick Moldhouse <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah hell. yeah. like we have not changed in about seven years like, in 250 episodes yeah literally like it was like anyway blah 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 blah. fucking Mick Moldhouse what about <laughs> <laughs> well he has been a dick for a while and he was my, and he was my coach for quite some time so well for two and a bit years so we mentioned Joe Watch because I talked about being in New York uh, what 2016 looking for Joe when he was a barista at the coffee shop mm. um, so from Adrian quick Joe Watch update for you spotted him early in the morning a few days ago lining up at the local cafe in South Melbourne no, I'm not making I can't go to South Melbourne that'd be over the top uh, yeah. I'll go to New York, but <laughs> yeah. uh, wait and get a coffee. Nothing special about that, except 
He had what looked to be his daughter in a pram with him. He was wearing thongs, shorts and a hoodie. He had a very bad case of bed hair. And then the very next day we got another update. Good God, I saw him again at another cafe. Uh, Just a few doors up from the other one. He's wearing a brown suede jacket today. Oh, gee. Fancy. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, hair's a little bit neater too. Maybe he's going in for a Channel 7 meeting or something. Yeah, perhaps, yeah, because he did the special comments yesterday. Or perhaps it maybe you've been a bit, little bit late, he had a little bit more time, you know. Sometimes you've got to rush out to get the coffee. you got a baby. You don't care how you look, Michael. You know what it's like. Yeah, for sure, for sure. No, it's, um, I think Joe would be having a pretty good life at the minute. Yeah, I would say so. I mm. think, and, I, you know, his special comments yesterday were pretty pretty solid. Yeah, happy with that, yeah. 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 You know, for the, the beginning of his a football journey. Absolutely. And it's always nice to be known as a former Brownlow medalist. Oh, yeah, of course. Fuck, yeah. I didn't even think yeah. of that. Sheesh. Oh, that's really sad. Sorry, man. We're going to hit the road. We're at at Gmail, at Facebook and Twitter, and the gram. Go Go Blues. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.